ओम सम सरस्वती नमः नमस्ते नमस्ते एवरीवन दिस इवनिंग ऑन पेज 285 ऑफ द चंडी पाठ वी आर गोइंग टू रिसाइट द फॉल्स थ्रूथी द रेसिटेशन ऑफ द फ्रूट्स दैट कम अक्रू टू अस फ्रॉम द प्रिविलेज ऑफ रिसाइटिंग द चंडी पाठ इट्स चैप्टर 12 And let's begin with the meditation on the form of the goddess. I meditate upon the three-eyed goddess Durga, the reliever of difficulties. Remember Durga is difficult and Durga takes away the Durga. The luster of her beautiful body is like lightning. She sits upon the sole shoulders of a lion and appears very fierce. Many maidens, Shivani and Abrami and Pratima and others, uh, uh, holding the double-edged sword and shield in their hands, are standing at readiness to serve her. She holds in her hands the discus, a club, the double-edged sword, the shield, the arrow, the bow, the net, and the mudra, connecting the thumb and the pointer finger. Oh, the thumb and the pointer finger with the other three fingers extended upwards, indicating the granting of wisdom. Again, mudra. Her intrinsic nature is fire, and upon her head she wears the moon as a crown. Om, the goddess said. Now this is the goddess talking. Huh? This is I, we we did all the stutis, we did all the stotrams, we did all the hymns of the Chandi Pat, and we pleased her. She was very happy to withdraw her energy from all the negativities and give it to the gods and illuminate divinity. And now she's saying to us, whoever. That's all of us. Whoever will constantly recite these hymns of praise to me with a concentrated mind, I shall without doubt put an end to their every difficulty. Whoever will sing of the destruction of too much and too little, the slaughter of the great ego and the death of self-conceit and self-deprecation. That's all three uh, episodes. The entire Chandey, whoever with one-pointed attention and devotion will listen to this presentation of my excellent glory on the eighth, fourteenth, and ninth days of the lunar fortnight. To them, neither will anything bad occur, nor will misfortunes arise out of inauspicious events. Neither will poverty arise, nor separation from beloved ones. No fear will ever come to them from enemies, robbers, or kings, nor from weapon, fire, or floods. Therefore, this presentation of my glory should be recited with full attention, uh, not with a wandering mind, with full attention. And should be constantly listened to with devotion, as it is one's own path to self-realization. That's pretty clear. If you need a path to self-realization, sing about how in your own lives you put too much and too little into balance. 
You cut down with the sword of worship, the sword of wisdom. You took the you you cut down the great ego. You put to rest self-conceit and self-deprecation. And with one pointed, with full attention, you can constantly listen with devotion. It is one's own path to self-realization. This presentation of my glories, the great destroyer of all disturbances, will bring peace to the threefold nature of confusion. The gross body, the subtle body, and the causal body. Your physical body, your mental body, your spiritual body. All the threes, any way you want to dissect it, it makes sense on every level. This chandipat is going to remove every difficulty on every level at all times, past, present, and future. This presentation of my, uh, of my glories, uh, it, it could be for myself, for others, for acts of God's. It's going to put all the threes in a harmony. I shall never forsake the place where this narration is well recited. There my presence will constantly abide. That's why swamis have to come from Rishikesh to give darshan in the Devi Mandir because all the devotees who congregated here who sang the Chandipat with so much love and so much attention, they created a vibration where her presence will constantly abide. When offerings are made during worship in the fire sacrifice at the great festive occasions, this presentation of my glory, the Devi Mahatmya, the glory of the goddess, the, the greatness of the goddess, the Shapta Shapti, the 700 verses of Durga, the Chandipat, the recitation of the goddess, of the glory of the goddess who tears apart duality. She tears apart all the thoughts. When this presentation of my glory should be completely recited and listened to, you got to listen to it too. You got to think about it. You got to understand it and try and reach for the inner meanings of the Chandi. I will accept with love all acts of worship, offerings, and fire sacrifices, whether performed with understanding or without it. If you're doing it for me and not for yourself, if it's an offering to God and not a selfish uh, activity, whether you understand exactly what you're saying or approximately what you're saying, I will accept it all. Everything you offered to me with love, with devotion, with purity, with truth. I will accept your effort, your attempt, even if you don't understand exactly what you're saying. In the great periods when yearly worship is performed in the autumn season, this presentation of my glory should be listened to with devotion and full attention. How many times she is saying, crank up the devotion and pay attention. And then chant the chandi pot and listen to the chandi with devotion and attention. People will become liberated from all troubles and without doubt will be blessed with wealth and food and beautiful children. 
listening to this presentation of my glories, of my auspicious manifestations, of my heroic conquering in the battles, people become fearless. They know I'm on their side. They know mother's with them. No matter where they go, they are protected. They're children of the divine mother. Mother goes with them into every confrontation. They become fearless. Enemies perish. Welfare is generated for those who listen to this narration of my glories and their families rejoice. Let my glories be heard everywhere. Let this chandipat be sung everywhere. Let the Devi Mahatmya, the glories, the, grand, uh, the greatness of the goddess be recited everywhere in functions of peace, upon seeing a bad dream, or to alleviate the adverse effects of the positions of the planets. If everybody, any one of you has an astrological chart and you look at it, if you go to any astrologer worth his salt, he's going to go, <gasps> you need a puja. <laughs> you, need, you need to do prayaschit. You need to do some kind of atonement. You've got a girl. Oh, but Troubles subside as well as the afflicting influences of the planets. The bad dream seen by people becomes a good dream. It pacifies children affected by the existence of adverse planetary influences. And it is the best cause of friendship when associations of people have divided. Come and sing the Chandi together. It is the best cause of friendship. If you have friends in the disco, you may see them tomorrow or you may not. But if you have friends in the chandi, they will come every Sunday. <laughs> it annihilates the strength of evildoers and its recitation destroys demons, ghosts, and ungodly spirits. This entire narration of my glories makes my presence manifest. And that's why she will never forsake the place where the Chandipat is recited with full attention and pure devotion. With the same satisfaction with which I receive one year of worship, with offerings of your animalistic nature, flowers, objects of value, incense, perfumes, lights, the feeding of wise people, fire offerings, daily sprinkling of consecrated off waters, and the offering of other objects of enjoyment. Similar is my gratification for those who, with love for me, Recite this excellent narration or listen to it, but once one chandipat is worth one year of pujas. <laughs> Similarly is my gratification for those who with love for me recite the chandipat once. One recitation is equal to a year of puja. No, 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 no. <laughs> the problem is, it, it, you have to do the puja before you do the chandi. <laughs> so there is a puja included in the chandi. You have to do some puja.
but one year of pujas is equal to the gratification that mother gets from one chandipat. That is, the chandipat is worth puja on steroids. <laughs> and you know, one chandipat in the fire with the home of fire is worth 100 chandipats without fire. That's why you should always enkindle the Yagya fire in the Agya chakra before you sit to recite because you'll do Yagya Swaha with every verse. Just by sitting and picturing the Divine Mother in the form of fire. Agni Tvam Chandika Namasi you are the form of the fire. You are the form of Chandi. We're going to call you by the name of Chandi. Uh, hearing removes sin and gives freedom from infirmities. Those who sing the praise of my births are protected from evil spirits. That's Mahakali, Mahalakshmi, Mahasaraswati. And the narration of my heroic acts in battle renders evil confusions without strength. Certainly she withdraws her energy from all the negativity. She gives it to the gods and then we all become divinely inspired beings. After listening to this, fear of enemies is lost. The hymns of praise made by you gods and seers of divinity, that's all of you, and by the creative capacity on others as well, will bestow auspicious thoughts. So she's speaking specifically of chapter 1, where Brahma gave his praise of Yoganidra in chapter 4, where Indradi, Shakradi, Stuti, they, all the gods praised the, the, the Divine Mother for taking the energy away from the, the great ego. In chapter 5, where we said, Namastashi, 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 Namal Namah. We bow to you, we bow to you, we bow to you. Please manifest yourself in a form that we can perceive and remove all the energy from self-conceit and self-deprecation and give it to the gods and let us go back to our divine perception as, div as divinities living in heaven. And in chapter 11 where we said, Narayani Namostute, these hymns made by you guys you did a good job. We'll bestow auspicious thoughts on a lonely path in the forest, surrounded by a raging fire, encircled by robbers in a lonely place, captured by enemies, pursued by a lion, tiger, or wild elephants in the jungle, or under orders of an angry king imprisoned or condemned to death, or tossed about by turbulent winds in a boat on the great sea, or in an intensive battle under heavy fire from opposing weapons, in all terrible afflictions and moments of distress, people who remember my glory will be freed from calamity and anguish. 
Anytime you got a bad situation going on, just remember her. Just bow down to her. By my power, lions, robbers, enemies flee to a distance from one who remembers this narration of my glory. She is the energy of all in everything. If she chooses, if she's propitious, she will remove her energy from lions and robbers and enemies and kings and she'll give it to the gods and let us remember our divinity. All fear will vanish immediately. And the Rishi said, Rishi, watch. Thus, having spoken, the Supreme, she who tears apart thought, a fearful prowess, disappeared from there while all the gods watched her. Their enemies having been slain, all the gods were freed from disruption of the mind. They all began to enjoy their shares of sacrifices. That means every time we make an offering, we're paying attention. The great ego, self-conceit or self-deprecation is not stealing away that offering. Say, ah, look at me, look at me. Ah, we're paying attention and the gods within us are receiving that offering. The Supreme Divinity is making the offering. The Supreme Divinity is receiving the offering offered in the fire of Supreme Divinity. Only the Supreme Divinity exists. And by means of the Supreme Divinity, we come to this realization. So if we pay attention, she, when those thoughts, all the, they all began to enjoy their shares of sacrifice and to exercise their divine authority as before. That means the light of wisdom began to shine. The, the light of devotion began to shine. The waters of equilibrium began to play, to, to be still. There was stillness. All the divinities began to assume their own authority. And we began to shine as radiant ambassadors of divinity. When those thoughts, enemies of the gods and afflictors of the world, self-conceit, greatly fierce and of unequal prowess, and self-deprecation of great valor, were slain in battle by the goddess, the remaining thoughts entered the lower world. And thus, O king, the supreme goddess, although eternal, again and again manifests herself for the protection of the worlds. That was the first, that was the question with which we began. How do we make her manifest? How can, why is it I understand the defects of my thinking and yet I'm still thinking? And I can't stop thinking even though I know I'm stupid and they're stupid thoughts. It is only she who can take the energy away from the thoughts and make us remember our own divinity. Thus, O king, remember the Rishi is telling the king, king, the supreme goddess, although eternal, she is eternal, she's infinite, she's beyond conception, again and again she manifests herself 
in the form of Srima wearing a yellow sari and a red border to protect the world. The universe is deluded by her and it is she who creates the universe. Satisfied by prayer, she grants wisdom and perfection. O oh, sovereign of thinking beings, the entire cosmos is pervaded by her, the great goddess who is the intrinsic nature of the great remover of darkness and the great destroyer. She's Mahakali. She takes all the darkness away, and that's why she's dark. And she dissolves creation. She presides over loy. She makes the creation dissolve into her own being. Sometimes she is the great destroyer and sometimes she, the unborn, becomes the creation. She's you and you and you. And she's me too. <laughs> sometimes she, the eternal, preserves all beings. During the time of welfare, she is the goddess of true wealth and the homes of men granting increase. In times of misfortune, she herself is calamity and brings ruin. Praised and worshipped with flowers, perfumes, incense, and other offerings, she bestows understanding, wealth, offspring, and a beautiful mind in the way of truth to wisdom. Oh. Thank you. Om Sam Saraswati Namaha. Namaste. So these are the fruits of reciting the Chandipat. She's going to remove the strength of evildoers. That means she's going to correct me. She's going to illuminate divinity. She's going to put the stars into their positions. She's going to fix the planets so they don't afflict us. She's going to remove the strength from evildoers, from lions, tigers, and elephants. Thieves and robbers are flee to a distance from one who remembers the Chandipat, one who remembers her glory. This is what's going to happen if we sing it. Wherever you sing it, her presence will constantly abide. She's not going to forsake the place where it's well recited. She's going to continue to be in love all the time. You'll feel her energy even. You, you, get, you open the gate at the highway and you can feel the energy of the Devi Mandir. No sooner do you drive in the gate, you can feel the presence of the Divine Mother. I know. Om Sang Sarasvati Namaha Namaste. Let's see if there are any questions, please. We have a question from Laura in San Francisco. Namaste, Laura. Is reciting the Chandi the only sadhana a person needs? No. No. You must love your husband like you love Lord Chief. You must serve the world. You've got so many things to do. Just reciting the Chandi is not sufficient. But it's a great place to start. It's a wonderful reminder. It's a great way to start the day, is, is to recite the Chandi. Do a puja, whatever is appropriate for your time, place, and circumstance. Recite the Chandi and serve God all through the day. 
Love your family and serve your family like a, like Ganesh and Kartikeya and Ashok Sundari, and you'll have a beautiful family of gods and goddesses, and you'll serve them all. It, it's not just enough to sing the Chandi all day. She taught me that one a long time ago. <laughs> I sat on top of a mountaintop very near to the Swami here, and I sang the Chandi day and night, and it said in the Chandi, Chandi Patang Dibara Throg. You'll become God without a doubt. And he said, oh God, go to America and start an ashram. <laughs> and then you know, buy a bulldozer and cut up that mountain and make a, make a place for us to live. It wasn't enough just to sing the Chandi. We had to live life for Chandi. And that meant to serve her in every capacity of which we were capable. We have a question from uh, Saranya in Walnut Creek. Namaste, Saranya. Pranam, can you explain? Can you please explain the meaning of verse seventeen? The bad dream seen by people becomes a good dream. Yes, uh, many times we are afflicted with nightmares, and many times we have bad dreams, and many times we we have just stupid thoughts, and we have all kinds of things that go through our minds. And remember the verse in the Bhagavad Gita in chapter six where it says, "Just like." the rivers flow into the ocean and the ocean never overflows in the same way all the thoughts flow through the mind of a meditating Muni and the Muni never reacts in the bad dream just becomes it just passes through and we put no attachment to it no attention to it and it just everything works out it becomes a good dream so th that's the meaning. If you had a bad dream, sing the Chandi. It'll become a good dream. Not to be attached. Not to be attached. Yes, please. We have a question from Swarupananda in Seattle. Namaste, Swarupananda. Pranam, when would it be appropriate for us to begin reciting our path inside with the Nad Shakti as you described yesterday? You Swarup, why don't we start from what we can, the, from the tangible, start from the gross body, sing it loudly outside until you feel the, the bhavana inside. And it will, do you know when you are far away from me, I have to call loudly for you to hear me. When you are very close to me, I can look in your eyes and you know exactly what my heart wants to say. So while she's far, and while you're learning, and while you're practicing, and while you're working on your asan, your pranayam, call her loudly, Ma, come here. And when she comes, zip it. <laughs> you can be quiet and just look her in the eye, and she can see right into your soul. So practice audibly. Remember there are three pronunciations, three modes of pronunciation. Shabda is audible. It's the word outside. Manas puja is the word inside. Ah, so we do the sabda puja outside until we do the manas puja inside. In the between is pumsh, where you only move your lips.
So you do the loudly chandi pot until she comes closer and closer and closer, and you only need to mouth the words. And then it, she comes inside. And looking from the outside, people will say, she's not doing the chandi pot, she's meditating. <laughs> but you can't see what's going on inside. <laughs> she's actually doing manas puja. We have a question from Ryan in San Jose. Namaste, Ryan! Namaste. You said that the Chandipat is equal to a year of pujas. Is that true for other recitations as well? Or is it just that Chandi is extra special in this regard? Chandi is very special in this regard. She says, with the same gratification, with the same pleasure, with the same enjoyment that I get from one year of puja, I get equal enjoyment from one recitation of the Chande. Now just think what would happen if you did one year of Chande. Yes! <laughs> In fact, Sahasra Chande is three years of Chande. And we've done that many times. <laughs> It's really fun because the more you recite outside, the closer she comes. And the closer she comes, the softer the recitation becomes until she's inside, listening, just sitting in your heart, listening to the recitation of Chande. Yes, please, Ram. Verse 7, can yeah. you talk a little bit more? about how and what we can do to make it one's own path to self-realization. It already is. It is one's own path to self-realization. All you have to do is claim it as your own. This is my path. This is my mother. I'm singing about the mother of the universe who is within me and outside of me, and she is really important to me. So she becomes the substance of my life. And as soon as she becomes the substance of my life, and the focal point of my life, and the main attraction of my life, then she, this is my own path to self-realization. The more I claim it as my own, this is my story. I am the businessman who lost my business and sat on the bank of the river and made a murti of chandi and murti of the Divine Mother and started offering flowers and fruits and incense and singing the chandi part. And then she came to me and said, you want your business back? And I said, no. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I'd like to just stay here and keep worshipping. <laughs> she said, but I can make you a bigger businessman. No. <laughs> No, 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 <laughs> not interested, no one home. It became our own path. It became the more important thing to do first thing in the morning. Yes, please. We have a question from Nanda in San Jose. Namaste, Nanda Ma. Dear Swamiji, I feel completely energized on days that I chant the Chandi, but sometimes I don't know how to channel that energy and land up in trouble. Is it like Chanima wakes up asleep? It's like Chanima wakes up a sleeping tiger, but I don't know how to tame the ferocious tiger when he is up. Any suggestions? Yep. G O D. 
go on duty. <laughs> Take that energy and think of what could I do with that energy to please my mother, my God, my family, my guru, my, my, my chandi. Maybe you'll sing it again. Maybe you'll write a book. Maybe you'll, you'll post on the website. Maybe you'll draw a picture. Maybe you'll write a poem. You do that every night anyway. But you'll find something productive ways to harness that energy and channel that energy in the most positive outcomes that you can possibly have. Don't wake up the sleeping tiger. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, going to cause trouble. Figure out what do you want when she comes to you? What do you want with her energy? She's going to ask you in chapter 13, what do you want? And if you don't have it on the tip of the tongue, the tiger's going to grab that energy and say, run! <laughs> so keep that goal in your focus. Keep that definition of your success in your focus. What is, what is the objective? What is the purpose? What is your goal? What's the sun cult? We're doing this for a purpose, I assume. Not as an escape. I'm not running away from, I'm running towards. So the sankalpa has to be foremost in your thoughts. When she comes to you and says, what do you want? Then have it ready. Otherwise she'll empower the wrong thing. <laughs> and then you gotta do it again. She can wait. She can wait. <laughs> no waiting, sorry. No parking here. <laughs> Yes, please. We have a question from Sharanya. Namaste, Sharanya. In times of misfortune, she herself is calamity, bringing about ruin. I thought Durga was the reliever of difficulties. Can you please explain? Yes, she, she, Durga is the reliever of difficulties if you think about Durga. But if you think about the calamities, she is the energy of the confusion. She is the energy of the disaster that's about to befall us. She's the energy of all and everything. If you think of her as the, this is not confusion. This is not a calamity. This is darshan of the divine mother. It's no longer a calamity. But if you say, oh me, oh my, I'm going to lose the object of my attachment. I don't want to lose the object of my attachment. I've been cultivating attachments for a long time. So then it becomes a calamity. Because she's going to do what she wants to do according to our karma anyway. That's her kripa. Kri means do, pa means get. That's the grace. And once we recognize that that's the grace and she's going to give us the fruit of our karma, you will enjoy the fruit of your karma, Sharanya. Whether you like it or not, you're going to enjoy it. So then please remember your name. <laughs> and remember mother's name too. Yes, please. We had a related question from Laura in Vermont. Namaste, Laura in Vermont. Relating to the same verse, how can our love for the Divine Mother grow so much that we are in love with her even when she brings about our ruin? Oh, just remember she is there in the midst of the ruins, in the midst of the disaster, she stands and blesses the world. If you focus on mother, 
then every calamity that befalls us becomes an opportunity to remember mother in a different form, in the form of the compassionate, the great, the, the glorious mother. She is taking away the attachment so that we can spend more time with her. We have a question from Moshami in Boulder. Namaste, Moshami Ma. Pranam. Verses 4 and 5 say, Who will listen to the goddess's glory on the 8th, 9th, and 14th lunar days, nothing bad nor any misfortunes will occur to them. Does it imply that listening to the Chandi on those days, the 8th, 9th, and 14th days, is better than chanting it? Or that we must at least listen to it if we cannot chant on those days? Well, you want to listen to it every day. It doesn't say anybody who, say, who shouts out the Chandi gets all the fruits. It says whoever listens to the Chandi pot. That means you've got to pay attention. Whoever listens with full attention and with, with one-pointed attention and devotion, now, that's the objective, is to listen with attention and devotion. And then you'll have the, the fruits of the chandi. Now, most of us don't walk around looking at the almanac every day. I mean, you've got to be a special nutcase who lives in a temple, who gets up in the morning first thing and looks at the panchang, and then says, oh, today is the eighth day or the ninth day or the fourteenth day, I better chant the chandi. So just in case, chant it every day. And you'll never miss. You see, you've got to start someplace, Moshomi. So start, if you can't do it every day, then do it on the 8th and the 9th and the 14th day. You, if you can't fast every day, then fast on Mondays. Do 16 Mondays. And then do another 16. Fast on Fridays. Santoshi Ma Fast on Wednesdays. Hey, you can do Guru Brat on Thursdays. Hey, if... If you want to do a Kadashi, I know somebody who does a Kadashi. The 11th day, you could do it on Purnima or Amalash. Start someplace. And then do, expand it. Expand the scope of your sadhana. Expand the definition of your commitment. Start someplace. Start small. One day a month. Three days a month. Ashtamam chachaturdashyam natmam chaykadasham cha. Or the 11th day. Uh, you could do it, uh, you, you take your pick. Or do it all four days. Or do it all 30 days. Or do it every day. For the rest of our lives. Deen arat. Chandi patam nivaratro. Kuriyadevadnashamshaya. Without a doubt. Nishonde. Yes, please, Mr. Srinibaba. Uh, Swamiji, when we say with one-pointed attention and devotion, yes, uh, uh, what are we uh, talking about? Is it? Uh, How would I know? <laughs> How would I know what we're talking about? I've never sang it with one-pointed attention. Listen, what you Yes, please. <laughs> Is it me uh, paying attention uh, to the, uh, the 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 words on the book? or the sounds that we are pronouncing, or the form of the mother, which of uh, these are, <laughs> how do we start? All of the above. <laughs> All of the above. Certainly we want to pay attention to the story because it's my own story. And certainly we want to pay attention to the deity because it is, she is our mother. And certainly we want to pay attention to the sounds and the vibrations. And, well, all of the above. 
We want to pay attention with devotion to the entire. This is holistic spirituality to the tantra, the weaving of the warp and the woof of the chandipat. The Vyakaran, Ucharan, Darshan, Shastra, Itihasa, Kitya, Padoti. All of it. To all the forms of Acharan. Everything you've learned, all the steps of yoga, Yamniyam, Ashan, Pranayam, Pratyahar, Dharana, Dhanas, Samadhi. You're going to pay attention everywhere to everything until you become one with her. Remember the process of Abhaya. Yoga, where you look at the part and then you see how it's attached to the whole. And by looking at all the pieces, you conceive the whole. And you look at the astra, and you look at the mudra, and you see it's attached to the hand, and it's attached to the arm, and it's attached to the body, and it's attached to the soul. And we move our minds into the presence of that divinity. And then, sometime we just see her. Forget all about the pieces. We don't look at the parts. We just see her. And that's when she says, what do you want? We have a question from Max in Spoke. Washington. Namaste, Max! When developing a sankalpa, must we use one sankalpa or can we have a few, i.e. world peace, self-purification, etc.? We can have many different kinds of sankalpas. Uh, you don't do just one thing during the day. You do many things all through the day. Uh, sometimes uh, you, you, work, uh, you sing, sometimes you dance, sometimes you work, sometimes you prance, sometimes you do all kinds of different things, Max, all through the day. In the same way with your sadhana, sometimes you'll be praying for inner purification and sometimes you'll be praying for world peace. It's all one and the same sankalpa. So it, it, you can take many sankalpas. Mother gives us a sankalpa every month. She says pray for world peace. And then we, we have a sankalpa every day to do our nitya karma, our puja and our pot and our meditation, our dhanam. And we have, a, we have a sankalpa to do some exercise or some yoga every day. At least bow down and touch your toes. At least bow down and touch your guru's toes. Uh, something. You have many sankalpas every day, Max. You have a sankalpa to go to work. You have a sankalpa to open a book and learn something new. You have so many different sankalpas. So it's not just one sankalpa for life. We have a question from Ambika in Princeton. Namaste, Ambika. Namaste, Sam. In the midst of difficult moments in life, I find silently chanting the Navarna Mantra helps me stay calm and remember Ma. Then I try to think, what would Ma do or say? How do I stay focused on the energy of the mantra and still remain present in the conversation? I find they sometimes distract from each other or even cancel each other out. Yeah, it will be very difficult for you to conduct an intelligent conversation while reciting the mantra. <laughs> I would suggest that you do one thing at a time. Now, there are certain things, I remember a great president of America said, I can walk and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> uh, 
And I think that's possible. But look for the mindless tasks where you don't have to pay too much attention, and then you can walk and chew gum at the same time, but it's hard to conduct an intelligent conversation while you're reciting the mantra. Uh, I, I did meet some Hare Krishna people who were, they would tell me all about their love for Krishna and then as soon as I would start to talk they'd say, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. And I said, wait, wait a minute, I don't I get to talk to you? <laughs> no, I don't want to hear anything but Krishna. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was the end of that conversation. That won't work, Ambika. Pay attention to what you're doing. Respect your every action. Some actions will be appropriate to attach a mantra to, like washing dishes. Great time to do the mantra. Uh, uh, driving your car. Great time to do the mantra. Uh, but when you're talking about intelligent subjects with intelligent people, give them the respect and the courtesy to pay attention to what they're saying. Thank you, Swamiji. She has a follow-up? Yes. She says, but isn't the difficult moment the exact time when we need to recite the mantra? No! No. The interlude between the stimulus and the response is when you need to recite the mantra. So when they're speaking, listen. Don't start thinking about what you're going to say in rebuttal. Don't think about your reply. Don't try to find the fault in their argument. Just listen. And after they're done, say the mantra. And after you said the mantra, clarify your thoughts and give your reply. But give an intelligent reply designed to accomplish your goal. Don't give an emotional reply that says, I'm right and I'm going to show it. I know more than you do and therefore I don't have to listen to you. That's not going to get you what you want. Think about your goal and think about what attitude, what and in what means of communication will bring you closer to the goal? We have a question from Sadatmananda in Washington. Namaste Sadatmananda. Namaste. One verse says, No fear will ever come to them from enemies, robbers, or kings, nor from weapons, fire, or floods. Does this mean that this will still occur, but we do not fear them? Or that these enemies will never come in our path again? Doesn't matter either way. <laughs> if you're one with mother, what do you care? <laughs> I would rather be under orders to be executed by an angry king and be with the divine mother than to be here by myself, <laughs> wearing this body or any other body. If I could be with mother all the time, then what do I care whether it, it, the circumstances are fortuitous or ad, ad, adverse? I get to be with mother. They're definitely auspicious. We have another question from Laura in Vermont. Yes, Laura. Namaste. In the last chapter, one verse said, Those who take refuge in you inevitably become a refuge to others. Is there a point where, if we have become a refuge of those who are behaving in an irresponsible manner, enough is enough? Or is it more in keeping with the spirit of the Divine Mother to manifest unlimited generosity as an eternal crash pad? I would call your...
your attention to the two divine beings sitting to my right. They're both wearing yellow, and they are both the eternal refuge to everyone who comes to them in trouble. Anyone with any difficulty at all comes to either Srima or to Swami's Ram Kripaluji, and they are entertained, and they are embraced, and they are counseled, and they are guided, and they are empowered to find solutions to their difficulties. These people are not uh, tired yet. I'm tired. <laughs> and that's why I point to these examples of people who do not tire. You keep on putting day in and day out. <laughs> that's why I'm tired. <laughs> we have a question from Moshimi. Yes, Moshimi. Sometimes one chandipath is all it takes to take me to a high state, and sometimes even three chandipaths in a day still cannot kill my asuras. Is it due to my past karma, an arrow thrown in the past that is coming back and hitting me on certain days, or is it something beyond my understanding? Could you please help? Yes, Moshani, it's something beyond your understanding. <laughs> Obviously, it's just like the king and the businessman. He and I are like fools without the capacity of understanding. We can't understand why this is happening, but it happens. And sometimes the maya is trouble. It's very strong, and it pulls us into maya, and it's so hard to pay attention no matter what we try to do. Other days we sit down and we just sit in the comfort of the, of the union with the Divine Mother and the sadhana is so easy and it just clicks and the mantras roll off my tongue just like they were there all the time. There's no logical explanation for it. But the more we do it, the more it becomes second nature to us. The less capacity the Asuras have to, to attack us. And so, therefore, it, it, there, there is no reason why some days it's easy and some days it's not. But just keep doing it. The more you do, the more it grows, the more it grows, the more you are empowered to cast those asuras aside. We have a question from Nanda. Yeah, Nanda Ma, namaste. If we ask for pure devotion, will the goddess also take care of everything we need, or do we have to ask specifically? Mm. Uh, it depends what you think you need. <laughs> I mean, give me a, a... I remember Janis Joplin used to sing, and Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> Uh, I, I, if you need a new Mercedes, I don't think that she necessarily needs to give it to you. But if what you need is Shuddh, Pavitra, Chirasthai, Vyakulatha, Ananya Bhakti, I think she'll give it to you. I really believe it. I think she'll take care of everything you actually need. Maybe not some of the frivolous desires that you have. But she'll take care of all of that you do need. Yes. We have a question from Sadatmananda. Yes, Sadatmananda. Chapter 1 summarizes all of our problems. If we see the Chandi as our life, it's easy to see the truth of our problems. Can you give any advice on how we can see the Chandi as our life? Make yourself into the king and the businessman. See how you have lost your attachments and how you sorrow for the loss of your attachments. 
And then make yourself into the sadhu who gives the advice, go sing the chandi, become the intellect of love. And then watch the illustrations, how time after time she manifested in order to send the gods back to heaven. See it as your own history. This is an autobiography of every one of us. That's why it's scripture. That's why it's so amazing. You can't make a document like this anymore. This is truly amazing. Everyone who reads it has the capacity to see their own lives in this book. Right. Every character in the book is inside us. The whole thing is your story. And your story and your story and everyone else's story. If we see it as that, then you see yourself in the scripture. Well, I must be a rishi or a deva. I, I must be, they, they wrote a scripture about me. <laughs> they, 5,000, 7,000 years ago, they wrote a scripture saying that Sadat Vananda Saraswati is going to come in the Kali Yuga and he's going to become the bliss of the soul of truth. And he's going to manifest that truth and the bliss of being in truth. And he's going to love Chande. They wrote that scripture 7,000 years ago predicting your arrival. Now it's just for you to remember. Just remember who you are. Please. We have a question from... Ekatmananda in Golden, Colorado. Namaste, Ekatman. Hi. <laughs> is there a different bhavana that Surat and Samadhi live their lives by? A different bhavana? No. There's not a different bhavana. They have the same bhavana as you do. They are divine beings in a divine creation, praying to the divine mother to remind them constantly. Just like you, uh, Ekatma, you, you are just like them. There is no difference in their bhavana and your bhavana and their attitude and your attitude. You have the same attitude. You're going to renounce all attachment to Kamini and Kanchan, to all the women in gold, to all the desires and the resources necessary to achieve those desires. You'll renounce all of that because you love mother. You would rather be a devotee to the Divine Mother than to be uh, the king uh, or the businessman. You have the same bhavana as they do, the same attitude as they do, and the same capacity as they do. Just remember and sing the chant. Om Sam Sarasvati Namaha. Namaste. <laughs>